0: Hey friends, welcome back to another Field and Garden podcast. It is your host and friend, Lisa Mason-Ziegler, and i pretty glad you decided to drop in here because we have a really special episode for you today. But before we jump into that, friends, this podcast is brought to you by thegardenersworkshop.com, where our mission is to help anyone that wants to grow cut flowers to do it, whether you're a beginning, a beginner, or a seasoned home gardener or flower farmer, we are here to help kind of help you along the way. And um, you can learn more about that over at thegardenersworkshop.com. And so today I am joined on the show with one of our team members. And she also happens to be the co- she's made contributions to my new book. I'm calling her my co-author and it's Jesse Graven. And Jesse, take it away today on our episode here.
1: Well, thank you very much, Lisa. It's great to be here with you and I'm excited to be talking about the making of the Cutflower Handbook today. Um, we're very excited for it to come out and we've been working on it for quite a while and I thought it might be fun for us to uh, just take a few minutes and chat through some things about the book or about our experiences during the book. Uh, it might be fun to share some of that so i have some questions for lisa if she is so inclined
0: (laughs) let's do this i think it's a great idea and i'm just sitting here thinking back boy how long has it been when did we start how did we get through it all these things are running through my mind so yeah i think this is a great topic All
1: right. So um, my first question is related to the background before the book, because there may be some folks that are uh, not very familiar with your career and that kind of thing. And so I wanted to ask what inspired you to write this book to begin with and what knowledge or expertise do you feel like you're bringing to this topic?
0: Sure. So I guess um, I'll answer the second half first. Um, You know, I've been a commercial cut flower farmer for almost over 25 years now, believe it or not. And when I began, um, I was barely a gardener and kind of figured it out as I went along. And um, I just have a lot of experiences during that 25 years because we grew millions of stems of cut flowers and I do it. Um, in the middle of the city, outdoors in a big garden. I'm a little bit different than I think people think. They assume that we have greenhouses here based on all the beautiful flowers that we produce. Um, but in fact, we grow them outside in a big garden. So what I talk about and the techniques and practices that I practice and share really can apply to anybody, anywhere. Um, with a little adjustment on you know your winter hardiness zone, which we help you with that too, but I do it outside just like you have to do it in a big giant garden. Um, and I've done a lot of it. I've made lots of mistakes and had the opportunity to finally get it right. And so that's kind of where it's all um, coming from. And, you know, I've written other books that are more of a reflection of one piece of the pie that I actually follow here on my flower farm. And I really wanted a book that if somebody said to me, I I would love to grow a cut flower garden or I want to start a cut flower farm, but I don't know really anything about growing cut flowers. I want to say, here is your manual. (laughs) That's really what I wanted to do. And the book, because whether you want to grow flowers for pleasure or for profit, it all starts in the same place. You have to grow the flowers. And this book really takes you through that journey, um, regardless of size um, and volume that you want to grow. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's very comprehensive. And I think people will find that it's got uh, s- such a wealth of information in there, both for specific flowers, as well as for growing techniques and such. So um, so the other thing I wanted to ask is if you feel like there's a key problem or challenge that this book addresses um, that you can help readers overcome.
0: So I feel like, um, I know when I was first starting out, there was just so much, there wasn't as much information as there is today, you know, and sometimes information overload really is as burdensome as not having enough. And perhaps one of my gifts, I guess, as a teacher and a lecturer and a writer, I feel like, is I tend to cut to the chase and get rid of the fluffy parts of it and just tell us what we need to do and we'll do it. And that's what I really tried to do in the book. For instance, I think very early on in the book, I talk about how a key piece of success in my mind, whether you're a farmer or a home gardener, is the size of your first garden. Starting small is a key to success. We see um, gardeners that start small and are successful, get better and learn technique and then maybe get a little bit bigger, but sometimes they realize you really don't even need to get bigger. Um, flower farmers that start really big gardens and get overwhelmed typically don't ever come back the second season. Um, so I feel like um, that is a key problem that people struggle with, assuming that they need to have a really large garden to produce, right? And yeah. um, I feel like that's a really key problem. And we've tried to help people um, just really overcome that challenge. Um, and I think that's very liberating to people.
1: Yeah, there's some very specific information about what you can do with small spaces that I think is really going to be really useful to people. And um, part, that's built into all the different flowers that we cover and all the growing techniques and stuff, too. So that's a great point. So tell me what you did in terms of organizing, you know, the content of the book in order to make it, you know, easily digestible and that kind of thing.
0: Sure. So this book um, has four sections and the first section is about the cut flower garden concept. I mean, once you understand what's the point and what's the end result and how that all works and sticks together, um, it's just really easier to accomplish that, right? And um, so the first section is what we call the cut flower concept. Um, and really takes you through the steps of a cut flower garden. Then the second section really tells you how to do those things. You know, how do you make a bed? How do you, um, you know, prepare the soil? What do you, you know, all of it, seed starting and just really kind of gives you the basics of those steps that you can do it. Then the third section, which is the largest section in the book, I think, as far as page numbers go, it's hard to envision that because we haven't had the book in our hand yet, right? right. Um, but it's the third section, which is the cool season, hardy annuals, better known as cool flowers. Um, it's 41 different flowers, I believe, um, and we go deep on every flower on the feature page. And this is the part that Jesse was just key in doing the research and writing a lot of that um, about, you know, when to harvest it, why we do it this way, you know, growing tips, whether you're a home gardener, or Flower Farmer, we have tips for both on each page. So the third section is really hardy. Then the fourth section is Warm Season Tender Annuals. So it really, it's all about annuals and it really helps you um, to really partake in both um, because I failed to say the very first section really brings in the succession planting, how to figure out what you plant and when you should plant it, and how many times you can plant it, which is really what a lot of people ask us for. So I feel like the book really has the tools for anybody to figure out how they can have a great cut flower as early, as consistently through the seasons, and then up as late as possible.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know, that kind of leads me into the next thing that I wanted to talk about which was how the book caters to both beginners and more advanced people within the flower farming world and the flower growing world. Um, I feel like the uh, sections that you have that are specific to those groups um, is really a way for people to hone in on that kind of information.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, we really tried to include, um, you know, on the Snapdragon page, Dave Dowling, you know, chimes in on what do the groups mean on snapdragons and we just tried to give extra little nuggets that are like aha moments sometimes for those of us that have been growing something for a long time and you never knew that you know Um, and to just also bring other other flowers onto our radar that are you know perhaps what I've built my career on as a flower farmer is basically annuals, annual crops. I just found that that was the most profitable and the most productive for my small urban farm to have more blooms from a small space for a longer period of time. And that's what this book is really all about. So I think it really elevates a lot of annuals that sometimes particularly seasoned flower farmers think, oh, why would I even bother with X, Y, Z? Well, we sold the heck out of that particular flower. You know, I mean, if you're selling commercially, it just gives you opportunities to create more inventory, low investment, high return um, on some of the simplest flowers. And I guess perhaps the poster child for that is how we just, took growing sunflowers to an all new level the last 15 years of our career and how it was a major money maker every single year, growing those in volume and selling them and including them in our bouquet programs. And they were simple and easy and inexpensive to grow. And we had high returns on them. So I think you're right. It's it's for beginner and season growers.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, if someone, uh, when they just get the book, what do you think is their best approach for making the most out of the book?
0: So, I think that depends on where you're coming from. But, you know, it's a really easy read, right? And Mm -hmm. I would definitely suggest when experienced growers look at, let's just say, Cool Flowers, because that's been out for a while, right? When they say, and that's a little book, you could literally read that book on a Sunday afternoon, if you sat down and went at it for a few hours, right? When I hear from seasoned farmers that have been growing for years, how many nuggets, aha moments reading that, I want to say to everybody, you should read this book, even though you might think you're, you know, on succession planting or what have you, um, or how to prepare or actually doing the steps. I think it's beneficial um, but to not hesitate if you're limited on time to just go straight to the flowers, right? That's what we always want to do and see what our favorite varieties are and um, perhaps those harvesting and conditioning tips. I think it depends on what time of year you're getting it too. If you're in high season, um, you might want to go straight to the flowers and look at the harvesting and conditioning tips. Um, we do share our harvesting and conditioning steps That we follow here on the farm that are in the um, earlier part of the book. Um, So I think it just depends on where you are and what time of year it is as to which way you might tackle the book.
1: And you know I think that actually um, after you've already been through the whole book it's a great opportunity to after that use it as a reference tool um, because all of the individual flowers are so easy to find Um, within the book, the way you have them separated out for cool versus warm. And then they're kind of in alphabetical order after that. And there's also a page that has the page numbers for each flower at the beginning of each section. And so it's a really easy uh, thing to move around inside of, I think. And um, even though it is a a little bit larger book than Cool Flowers, I think it is just as accessible and very easy to use as a reference tool. And I know that that was a big part of what you wanted to have.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things I've learned from writing books where there's just such a vast readership, meaning all over the world, um, that little section that you just mentioned, it's called Find the Flower that's at the beginning of the cool and the warm season. We did that because um, the flowers are listed in order by their botanical name. And not everybody knows botanical names. I know that I didn't when I was first starting out. So you really are like, well, where are the snapdragons? They aren't under S for snap, you know? <laughs> so that find the flower at the beginning is really for that. It has the common names. But what I've learned writing books is that common names, like for instance, bachelor buttons, is what we call them. Um, they can have different names in different areas of the country. So using the botanical names is really the most universal way to list them. But they're not always the way that everybody, particularly if you're a beginning, um, knows the actual botanical names. So, yeah, that's we really wanted to make the book quick and easy to find what you're looking for.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think you did a great job of that. So, thank yeah. you. So I
0: just have one other question for you
1: and um, it's really just related to the future. You know, um, you've written a couple of books already, and this is your third book, but what's in store for you moving forward?
0: What are you thinking about authoring? Well, you know, that's a really great question. And um, I would be pretty hard pressed to say that I'm ready to write another book. Writing a book is, Um, a labor of love, no question, because it is so all encompassing. It's a little different when you're, um, writing a a how-to book on gardening because, you know, we had to grow all the flowers that are in the pictures that are in the book. We had to grow, you know, I mean, there are a couple of pictures from a couple of local growers to, I think, um, there's a picture from Billy Balls from a local flower farmer and also some sweet peas, um, and some saponaria because I was so afraid that ours wasn't going to come in in time to make the photography schedule. Um, So it's much bigger than just sitting down and writing a book, which is huge, right? But you have to plan the garden. Um, So it's a, it's like a two to three year project sometimes to get that book out. So I would not even entertain the thought right now of writing another book, but I would never say that that's off the table for the future. Um, but we really do love um, creating courses in our garden, you know, that's videoing and um, just creating, you know, before I started doing online courses, I traveled the countries doing 60 to 80 lectures a year. Um, from big farming conferences to master gardener conferences to flower and garden shows, right? And I really love teaching in that way. And we've learned now that doing that virtually is a great way to reach so many more people. And also people get to rewatch over and over once they get those programs. Um, and I see that probably in our nearest future is creating more digital products, you know, Um, of different nature. Um, but writing a book is, and when the book comes, it's kind of like, you know, they say, you know, when you have the baby, don't ask a mother, if she's ready to have another baby, but after (laughs) they get the baby and are loving the baby, it all goes away. You forget about all that stuff. And I think it's very much the same way with writing and creating a book with this depth of involvement and, um, So, yeah, so we're always we have a great team of people here at the Gardener's Workshop, all like minded and um, flower gardening and farming. So there's just no telling. Keep your eye on us.
1: Well, Lisa, let me tell you, it was a pleasure to work with you on this project, and I really enjoyed the aspect of getting to delve into these different flowers in a way that I maybe hadn't before. It was a great opportunity for me to kind of dive into this world, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate all the work that you went to with you and your sister, and the photos are just amazing. People are going to really love those. I think it's, it's really beautiful, and so i um, excited for it to come out, and And uh, is there anything else you'd like to add, Lisa?
0: Well, I'd like to ask you a question, Jesse. So how was it being on the writing side of a book? Was it at all like you thought writing a book was about the process and how that all played out?
1: Well, you know, I had heard about research process related to writing books, but mostly from the context of people who were novel writers, and kind of research that they go through in order to come up with their stories and stuff. And that wasn't really something we had to worry about with this book, because it's an instructional book. But in a way, I think it's even more pressure, right? Because there's a lot of research to go through and um, you don't have the same creative license with it that you might with a novel, right? So I think the the research was more involved than I expected it to be, but in a way that really gave me an opportunity to get into some resources that I hadn't really spent a lot of time with before and draw from some of my personal experiences as well as experiences that you had shared with me in the past. And, And so it was in general, more time consuming than I expected it to be. But that's just because I had never done it before.
0: (laughs) So now. I. (laughs) And, you know, that is just so true. And I just want to say that I had so much more confidence in doing the book because I had you. And um, so really appreciate all of your input. And, um, yeah, so yeah, it's, we just can't wait. Um, I actually was in the bookstore the other day because, you know, I love books and I found a book that's the same size as our book, except it had 20 more pages. And it's quite a hefty book. You know, you just can't imagine until you see it. It's hardback, 240 pages, 8 by 10. So I am really, really excited. It'll be here Before long, February is when it comes out of 2024, but we actually get a copy before then. So I'm super excited about that.
1: Yay. (laughs) Great. All right. Well, thank you again, Lisa. I appreciate getting some time to chat with you and thanks everyone who is listening and we appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So, and if you want to learn more about us and actually learn more about the book and get on the wait list or depending on when you're listening to this, you can purchase one um, at thegardener'sworkshop.com or get on the wait list to be notified as soon as we put it on pre sale, which that will be coming with some additional resources. Um, and just can't wait for you guys to get the book in your hands. So um, check that out. And until we meet again, friends, ciao. Bye. Bye, Jesse.